Welcome to Master the Pause with Marion Moss. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Namaste, everyone. Hello, and welcome to Master the Pause, Episode 4. Master the Pause is the way to expand your consciousness, and it's through the control of your inhalation and exhalation. Hi, I'm Marian Moss. I'm your host, and I'd like to introduce to you Namita Sinha, who lives in Bangalore, India. Thank you for getting up early to meet with me today. I'm just delighted to finally be doing this. We're good friends, and we enjoy each other's company. And uh, we've known each other a very long time. So it's lovely to see you today. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, Namita. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you for uh, having me here. And I'm very happy to talk to you and to see you always. And uh, one thing that I connect with you is to have so much fun. And the topic that we're discussing today is going to be fun. It is. It is. We can we can say there'll be lots of good uh, tips and pointers and and uh, information for uh, children who are doing yoga and yes. uh, and the parents, in fact. Yes. So yes, absolutely. Let me tell you a little bit about Namita. Uh, Namita is a children's yoga teacher train, trainer and teaches from her yoga center, uh, Urdhva Yoga in Bangalore, India, trained in the Himalayan yoga tradition. And she is deeply inspired by teachings of Swami Veda Bharati. As a young mother, she applied yogic principles of breathing and self-awareness into daily life that led her to develop a children's yoga curriculum, Yogi Kids. She's taught yoga in schools, group classes, and family yoga retreats, and now on Zoom classes as well. As I recall, you mentioned that. And uh, she's uh, done workshops for parents, and she's on Instagram, and her website is being launched on Sunday. What is the website name? It's uh, urdhvayoga.com, U-R-D-H-V-A. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so please tune in on Sunday for Namita's new website. Namita, tell us about your story. How did you, uh, how were you led into teaching yoga for children? I know you teach for adults as well, but especially for children. Well, my journey began with myself and uh, the very first lesson that I took as an adult in yoga um, really opened my eyes towards uh, my breath. That was my very first lesson. I had no clue about my breath until then. And uh, so the yoga teacher said that uh, your breathing is paradoxical. And I'm like, what's that? And uh, so that was the first lesson. And then it went on to be a big revelation on learning how that there's something about breath that you need to know and you can it is one of the 
functions of autonomic nervous system that you can bring it under control. It's voluntary as well as involuntary. And that it is so closely linked to our uh, mental and physical states that we have uh, no idea about. So that was a big revelation for me. And as I, and that was like, I was well into my late thirties then. And I was like, okay, this is too late to be learning this for I've been breathing all my life. And uh, so I was also mother to a seven-year-old and at that time. And I said, oh, she should know this. And uh, so that's how it started with my daughter teaching her at home. And uh, it just uh, got inspired because I found naturally that it was so much fun and different uh, to teach children because I learned it in another way for myself. But to teach to children, I couldn't apply the same techniques. You had to make it uh, more interactive and more playful. Uh, so that was, uh, I would say, on the job kind of a learning. I didn't do any formal training as such. A mother's intuition. Yeah. You know your yes. child, you know what makes them learn and, and become alive. That's sweet. What were some of um, the the the... What's an example of how you, how you uh, encouraged her? So basically, uh, when I found that my breath was shallow and uh, I was having a lot of chest breathing, as the, at the same time it was paradoxical, so as in um, I was expanding my chest on exhalation and contracting on inhalation. Mm. And so when I went about to correcting it, it took me a long time, uh, but I understood. And then with a lot of diaphragmatic breathing practices that we learned in the Himalayan yoga tradition with the Makarasana and the crocodile posture, I was able to bring it under some control. So finding my own observation, I used it along with my daughter. So we would just pair up and uh, I would ask her, that I'm lying in uh, Shavasana on my uh, back, on, lying on the floor in the corpse posture. And she places her hand on my belly and one hand on my chest and just watches it move. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that, there's no better way to it than that. I mean, she, she must have wonderful memories of just being on your chest and yes. feeling your breath as, as, as when she was an infant. You are so right, because as a baby, she was sleeping on my chest and my belly. So she was familiar with that movement. Yeah. And so it kind of came back to her. And uh, then we would switch and then she would lie down and I would put my hand on her belly and her chest for her to realize, because you become more aware of where the movement is when an object is placed on that area of the body. So uh, we just, this, this was one of the kind of uh, uh, game that we did and we found out about things that, uh, okay, this is what's going on with the breath and similarly, uh, like she would sit up and uh, uh, hold the sides of her rib cage and watch it expand as she inhaled and relaxed, she exhaled and she doing the same for me. So there's so actually was, noticeable change in, in re relaxation, towards relaxation, when you when when she experienced this yes. kind of breathing, yes, yes. Wow. it's wow. 
Yeah. It is very physical. It just becomes very apparent when you hold something and you can watch it move. And this floating of the ribs becomes uh, very obvious when your hand begins to move with it. Mm-hmm. How did you uh, translate that into your yoga uh, children, yogi children's classes? Uh, so I started doing this uh, with children, and uh, at first I would, I basically I started teaching with two children in small groups uh, so that they have more uh, clarity and experience of it. So I would have about five to six kids in the class at first. So what I did with my daughter, um, I would do the same thing with the other kids. So. Uh, and because she was somewhat trained, although she was just eight years old then, she was somewhat trained. Uh, she became like my assistant and she would kind of uh, help with other kids do that. So again, I would uh, first pair up myself with one kid and my daughter would pair up with another kid and we would do the same thing, lying down in Shavasana and hands on the belly and chest and watching that and then sitting and then holding around the rib cage or one hand on the chest and one hand on the belly and uh, then get the children to pair up with each other. Uh And It's a kind of a startling revelation for them that there is something to the breath that you can observe because it is such a subtle thing that it's there, but you don't know. It's an interesting uh, way to wake up a little person to their insides. Yeah. 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 From there, um, uh, did you um, study child development along those ways? Uh, You know, since, since there's developmental things going on as a child learns to breathe um, and becomes conscious of it, uh, was there developmental things that you noticed or do you want to touch on that at all? You know, the thing about teaching children is that it is such a dynamic situation that they are constantly, they are growing physically, mentally, and there's a lot of change that is going on into them. So while there was uh, no formal learning of uh, how exactly the development is taking place in them, but if I was to keep them with the breath and aware of their body movement, then that itself becomes like, you know, bringing the uh, disassociation that we have with the mind and the body, which affects us at all age. And whenever the body is connected to the mind through the breath, that becomes a revelation and a kind of source of, uh, inner growth at a very different dimension, which I'm sure supports the physical development that is going on in the children. Hmm. So my focus was on that area and I would see that it was really, uh, although the input was largely the same, it was doing to each child what he or she needed. Like there, there is a hyperactive kid, for example, in my class and Uh, He was seven years old and the mom brought him and she said, oh, you know, his teachers are always complaining. He can just not sit in one place. Mm. 
and uh, we say, I said, okay, let's see. And it was just a summer camp I was having for three weeks during the summer holidays. And this child would be, you know, you can imagine he cannot sit on a bench oh, for, uh, or say, uh, for 30, 40 minutes. And now he has to be confined to his mat for an hour or so. <laughs> so it is, uh, it was a revelation, but uh, it really worked even for him, you know. Just, of course, we did a little bit of movement because you have to get this hyperactivity in children also has to be channelized. Mm. And that channelizing can happen through the movement of the body coordinated with the breath as their whole being comes together and starts to sort of flow into a channel. Fascinating. Oh, let's see. Um... If a child has respiratory issues, are you? How do you address those in your classes? So, uh, children are uh, very prone to respiratory issues. In fact, uh, uh, in any area, I think everywhere in the world, children suffer a lot with respiratory issues. It is also because in Ayurveda, it is uh, considered the first phase of your life, which is the student years of your life, which is zero to 25 years of age, is the kapha state. Mm. So uh, essentially the kapha dosha, which is the mucus uh, and the phlegm uh, element, uh, the earth and the water element is very dominant. Mm. So all the children can be of uh, different constitutions, the different Ayurvedic constitutions, they can have kapha as a very dominant uh, element that plays a role in their health. So we find a lot of mucus uh, uh, deposits into their respiratory uh, tracts and they also have, uh, they're very prone to common colds and cough, but there are also a lot of uh, wheezing, bronchitis, asthma uh, kind of issues uh, which children face. Uh, now, for different stages of children, there are different uh, things that can be applied for like infants up to two years of age. Traditionally, uh, in India, uh, you're, they're given massages, daily massage by the mother, or you get a massius uh, specialized for children's massage. And uh, especially in India, they use mustard oil. It has a strong smell, but it works very well with the, uh, releasing the kapha dosha. Mm. And it's also very relaxing for the nervous system of children. So doing those daily morning massages helps to clear up uh, that. Sometimes they even apply a little bit of oil into the nostrils, just rubbing it a little bit. But one has to be careful because mustard oil can be a little bit, uh, it can have a burning sensation. So sesame oil is also mm. good. So those, uh, so for infants, those things are good. And uh, getting them to play, I think, plays a big role because nowadays, at least I see all the urban children in India are so glued to their screens and they're not going out enough, oh. not playing enough. Yeah. Well, a good way to get the, if, they, if they're going to be on the screens, they may as well be moving in a yogic way. So we can, we can keep them moving somehow yeah. keep yes. uh, keep keep them looking at uh, ways to move on their mat 
What a great yes. idea. I, th- I yes. think so. <laughs> I'm sure you agree. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, uh, what else would you like to cover today? Uh, possibly some uh, playful yogic breath practices that you had in mind? Yes. Uh, uh, you know, uh, now uh, a lot of times we think that yoga is something which is restricted to that uh, your weekly class or your daily class and you go and you do it. But even for children, it need not be restricted to just that time of the day when they do, are doing yoga. And it can be integrated into your daily activities and they can be brought aware into their breath at any time of the day. Well, could I interject here? I just had this thought. Well, now, now that we're, uh, a lot of people are doing homeschooling because yes. they can't go to school. And uh, I'm even hearing that some of these kids are on the, the Zoom classes all day long. They, they don't even have a built-in lunch hour. So oh. there must be something they can do to keep themselves refreshed yes just to have a have a few seconds between classes to know that take a deep breath relax that sort of thing i think the people who are listening might be interested in some of that in Uh, fact it applies to all adults as well we are spending so much screen time now uh, being at home from children to adults, uh, um, you see uh, one of the things that immediately gets affected is the fatigue in the eyes, the burning and the dryness in your eyes and the tension in the neck and shoulder region sitting on the laptop for long hours. Mm. And definitely your posture. Carpal tunnel. Yeah. You know, hand and fingers. and Yes. So there's this... Uh, 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 you know, there's a tension that builds up in the shoulder region yeah. and your back is slightly hunched. You have no idea how you're sitting and clearly you're not in touch with your breath either. So you don't know how the breath is going. Mm. So there are some simple breath awareness practices that uh, even teachers can integrate into their online classes. Wow. Teaching yeah. children breath during class oh my gosh what and what a great revelation I think there are very few teachers doing that uh but uh it should become a universal absolutely I'm saying should I think should be demanded there's so many demands on us why don't we uh demand some breathing (laughs) some healthy breathing (laughs) yes in fact what it does is you know, you see that young children, they are moving from one class to another class. And it's very difficult for the young mind to switch off from one and switch on to the another just quickly, in a matter of five, 10 minutes or so. It's, it's difficult what, for anyone, really. Exactly. Also for to maintain that for hours and hours uh, yeah. without a break. At least in schools, they have a little recess and they can go outside, walk down the hall, talk to a friend in between. 
go to the bathroom, <laughs> whatever they do uh, between classes, right? And now they're just from one thing to the next without yeah. a break, typically from what I'm hearing. Yes. Mm. It can be very helpful for the teachers as well. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. So when the teachers as well as the students both begin the class with one minute of breath awareness. Oh, that's yeah. an interesting thought. Would you be willing to demonstrate what that would be like? Was that yes. an experience of uh, breath awareness? Yes. Something that sure. a, a teacher could learn from you on how to do that for their Zoom classes, for example. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I think, um, uh, sure, it, it can be done also in physical classes eventually when the children and the teachers do get there. But also in the Zoom classes, you can very much do that. So one is to first do a little bit of physical movement and then to come to the breath. Mm. Because directly to come to the breath is a little bit difficult. Yeah. So we can do a little bit just about um, some simple stretching along with the breath. So I'm pretending to be the teacher. Okay. And, <laughs> and so since we can't see you, because uh, we're a podcast, so feel free to describe what you're doing. Yes, yes. All right. So think of yourself as uh, you're taking a class and you're sitting on the chair and rest both your hands on your thighs. Lift your back and keep your back upright. Now, gently move your hands, fingers, open and close your fingers. And then lift your hands up. Raise your hands up, both hands up. And inhale, exhale, and drop your hands down and bring them over your thighs. Inhale, raise your hands up. Exhale, drop your hands on your thighs. Inhale, raise your hands up. Exhale, drop your hands on your thighs. And now just simply rest your hands on your thighs and keep your back upright. Close your mouth softly. And feel the breath in your nostrils. As you breathe in, slowly, gently, and breathe out slowly. Inhale, one. Exhale, one, inhale, two, exhale, two, inhale, three, exhale, 
Inhale, fold. Exhale, fold. Inhale, five. Exhale, five. Now join your palms together and rub your palms vigorously. Nicely warm up your palms. And now keep both your palms on your eyes. And then open your eyes in your palms and blink your eyes quickly a few times. And then bring your hands down. Now we're ready for the class. Wow. It just feels so refreshing like the there's more clarity eyes feel like they're focusing uh, I feel like I'm more present it has a really nice effect for becoming present uh, to where we are at the moment it's very nice thank yes, you for that thank you so simple it just what you did is you inhaled one, exhaled one, and you did yeah. that up to five. And uh, five breaths. And that feels like a, a good number. Is that a number that um, is it? Would you suggest uh, that is enough, or depending on the energy of the kids in the room, or it can uh, vary according to. Uh, the kind of children you have, the mood they are in. So it's uh, the teacher has to be sensitive to that, how much time we have available. Because, uh, so you can, but five is good number to start with. Mm -hmm. You can even do up to eight, 10 breaths or 12 breaths or more if you find the children are really enjoying it. And uh, sometimes you'll be surprised that the children ask for it. Oh, wow. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, we did this experiment in the school where I was teaching and some of the teachers used that. And the teacher said, oh, I feel so relaxed because I'm just rushing from one classroom to another. And uh, this is so relaxing for the teacher. And the teacher is relaxed. It sure has an effect on the children. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, you just feel like you're grounded after. You're grounded. You're, you're not flying about. It's nice. Absolutely. You mentioned that you also teach meditation to children. And uh, I know we have a lot of adults listening to this today. Do you suppose we could do a meditation, a brief meditation, possibly addressing the child and all of us adults? Do you suppose we could do that? Would you be yeah, sure? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We'd have to end on that. Okay. All right, so, uh, so the meditation for children is uh, also, you know, children like to have uh, something, an object or uh, a visualization that they can use for uh, meditation. Uh, so, and it works equally well for adults because like you said, we are all children within and it yeah. brings alive the child in us. Yeah. Um, so we can do a meditation, which is uh, just a short meditation, and it is great to do it uh, uh, 
after any kind of physical exercise one has done or has done some kind of relaxation it works well so we will do a short meditation i'm ready okay wonderful all right so take a comfortable seated posture wherever you are sitting on a chair or on the floor gently close your mouth and close your eyes feel your body head down to your toes feel the whole body from toes to top of your head keep your back upright and loosen up your shoulders think of your body is like a tree your feet are like the roots of the tree which is touching the ground and spreading into the earth grounding you stabilizing you and your spine is like the trunk your arms are like the branches of the trees feel the tree is in a forest gentle breeze is flowing and softly the leaves are moving in the breeze you can feel the gentleness the movement of the leaves in your nostrils Visualize there's a flower on the tree. The petals of the flower softly move as the breeze gently touches the flower. And then feel this flower in his in your navel. and gently expand as you inhale 
Relaxe-se e relaxe. Now become aware of the stream. It's a tree that is steady and strong. Soft and flowing. A beautiful tree. Together, you your palms, hold up your palms, and place your hands on your eyes, cup your face with your palms. And now your eyes to open slightly. And rest your hands down. Thank you. Thank you. That was uh, so refreshing. I think you know that it's evening time for me, so that was perfect interlude for my bedtime. Yeah, yes. that was really, really sweet and lovely images that help to support the inner, the inner structures. Really lovely. Um, sometime when we do this again, I'd love you to. Uh, talk a little bit more about um, breath and emotions. And we didn't touch on that much at all, the Ayurvedic yogic perspective, which I think would be a wonderful topic. Um, you mentioned some Ayurvedic terms and that sort of thing. Uh, so do you have, uh, I think people can address those questions perhaps on your website come Sunday? Uh, the yes, certainly. Pardon? 25th. The 25th. October. Uh, 25th of October 2020 at urdvayoga.com. Mm, perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Thank you. This is very enlightening. And I hope the people that are listening uh, find some love and peace in the way that Namita has uh, guided us through this journey of our, of our inner self and our child, our inner child. And hopefully you have a small child that somewhere you can uh, put your hands on and teach them how to feel your breath as you relax and vice versa, as she and her daughter did. So this has been a lovely journey with you, Namita. Thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you again soon. And Thank you so much, Marian. I've really enjoyed this. And every time to teach to children is a blessing because it gets to um, bring about your inner child all the time, the more you are with children. Yeah. Yeah, the sweet happiness, the joy. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm feeling now. 
It's just adorable. I'm just going to have such a good night's sleep thinking about all the. That's happy- wonderful. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Namaste. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Namaste. Have, have a lovely a good day. Night. Sleep well. Thank you Thank so much. You. Okay, I'll be seeing you soon.